tuning in you are listening to this week again and i'm your host suzanne posel we're going to start off this show with the congressional hearings on tiktok move on to what republicans really think of children and follow all of that up with a marketing campaign so convincing everyone in the media fell for it and you did too probably i know i did let's begin shall we all the Mimas and Peepaws on Capitol Hill gathered together with the intention of showing everyone that TikTok is a danger to Americans, and especially the children. By having the CEO of TikTok sit before the House Energy and Commerce Committee to do some explaining. A rare display of bipartisanship today for the grilling of TikTok's CEO on Capitol Hill. The executive of the controversial and incredibly popular app facing some tough questions about child safety, data collection, and its Chinese ownership. The chair of the committee today says that TikTok should be banned. We do not trust TikTok will ever embrace American values. Values for freedom, human rights, and innovation. TikTok has repeatedly chosen the path for more control, more surveillance, and more manipulation. Your platform should be banned. Woo-wee, coming in hot. We're both Republicans and Democrats who had already been convinced by Facebook and Instagram-funded lobbyists that TikTok was the embodiment of evil and must be vanquished. The problem with holding a congressional hearing based on whatever Mark Zuckerberg said about his competitor is that... What was imagined as an expose on Chinese social media spying techniques quickly turned into, amongst other things, a tutorial for boomers who don't know how social media or the Internet works. Can you say with 100% certainty that TikTok does not use the phone's camera to determine whether the content that elicits a pupil dilation should be amplified by the algorithm? We do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. The only face data that you will get that we collect is when you use the filters to have, say, sunglasses on your face, we need to know where your eyes are. And Why do you need it, to know what the eyes are and, if you're not seeing if they're dilated? And, and that data is stored on your local device and deleted after use if you use it for facial. Again, we do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. Press TikTok the- app on my phone, and my phone is on my home Wi-Fi network. Does TikTok access that network? It will have to, to access the network to get connections to the Internet, if, if that's the question. Is it possible, then, that it could access other devices on that home Wi-Fi network? Congressman, we do not do anything that is beyond any industry norms. Um, I believe the answer to your question is no. You just heard from Georgia's second God-level congressional mistake, Buddy Carter, who got confused when his pupil dilation theory didn't get the reaction he was expecting after having garnered that pyrite negative stupid from some 4chan comment thread. And North Carolina's excuse for a congressman, Richard Hudson, literally having a boomer moment because he doesn't know what a Wi-Fi connection actually is. Seriously, Georgia, North Carolina, you aren't sending your best to Congress. And more people under the age of 50 need to start voting in both of those states immediately. 
because next up, we have some wild and crazy conspiracies turned into an accusation in the form of a question which ended up exposing industry issues that TikTok is not solely guilty of doing, while also shedding some light on the projection of sins committed by Facebook. Has TikTok at any time provided the Chinese government with either precise GSP information collected from U.S. users or inferences made from that data? That I can give you a straight up no. I'm concerned that China or others would still have access to U.S. consumer data by purchasing it, purchasing it through data brokers. Will you commit not to sell any of TikTok's data to data, data brokers now or in the future? We do not do that. We do not sell data to data brokers now. Uh, Will you commit to not do it in the future? This is a, there are certain mem- members of our industry who do this. You know, I think this has to be broad legislation to help us, the whole industry, address this problem. The Chinese government has that data. Congressman, I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. I find that actually preposterous. Our commitment is to move that data in, into the United States to be stored on American soil by an American company, overseen by American personnel. So the risk will be similar to any government going to an American company asking for data. As far as I understand, no other company, including American companies, are willing to go. So maybe this is uh, something that we can ask the industry to provide, not just us. Mr. Chu, would TikTok be prepared to divest from ByteDance and uh, Chinese Communist Party ties? I don't think ownership is the issue here. With a lot of respect, American social companies don't have a good track record with data privacy and user security. I mean, look at Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. Okay, let's stop right here because TikTok CEO brought up a really good point. Because back in 2021, there was a leak that exposed 533 million users' phone numbers, locations, and birth dates. And this company was fined $276 million for that data breach. And um, wait a minute, that was Meta who was fined over a Facebook leak. But um, okay, there was that time back in 2010 when an agreement was made for data sharing uh, between four companies flagged by U.S. intelligence agencies. Um, the Chinese government was involved and, and deemed national security threats, these four companies. And what? wait a minute, that wasn't TikTok, that was Facebook again. Okay, wait, um, the, okay, there was a time when Russia was allowed to pay for ads in rubles and spread all sorts of alternative facts about Hillary Clinton during the 2016 president... Wait, wait a minute. That was Facebook, too. Okay. I've saved the best for last. Because I recall that time when a political data firm hired by Putin's favorite puppet president uh, created an app to harvest psychological data from 87 million users. So Russia could then create targeted ads that were subsequently posted all over. Wait a minute. That was Facebook. (laughs) So what have we learned here? Well, Although Facebook is a national security problem and definitely selling everyone's data for as much money as they can get, we still need to ban TikTok. And now for something completely different. 
Going hungry in America is a reality for an estimated 34 million Americans, with 9 million of those being children. In Minnesota alone, 13% or over 121,000 children either don't have access to food at all or not enough on any given day. So seeing how Minnesota students, K through 12, spending an average of six hours a day, five days a week being at school, I don't know, would it be too much to ask if maybe they receive free lunches so they don't have to worry about their stomachs growling while they're taking a pop quiz? Hmm? Well, according to one wealthy white Christian Republican state senator named Steve Drakowski, this is a... This is a problem that doesn't exist because there is no such thing as a hungry person, at least in Minnesota. I have yet to meet a person in Minnesota that is hungry. Yet today. I have yet to meet a person in Minnesota that says they don't have access to enough food to eat. Now, I should say that hunger is a relative term. I had a cereal bar for breakfast. I guess I'm hungry now. Oh, sure. And if I had a net worth like you of $5 million, I probably wouldn't know any children who were hungry either. But we can't all be born into a wealthy, well-to-do white family from Minnesota, now can we? But just because Steve can't see past his gated community doesn't mean that on the other side of that gate aren't children going hungry. It just means another indignant white man opened his ignorant mouth and dismissed 121,000 children right out of existence because if he personally hasn't met a hungry child, then they must not exist. But this story does have a silver lining because Minnesota happens to have a Democratic governor and the majority of their state legislature aren't hoarding food like hungry man Steve. Not only did Steve's comments fall on deaf ears, the governor just signed their free lunch school program into law because when kids aren't hungry, they can focus on their education. And while we're on the subject of Republicans not giving a shit about children, let's move on to Nebraska, where one state rep is on a mission to stop an anti-trans bill that would make life difficult for children, to say the least. A Democratic lawmaker taking a stand against what she says is attacks on fundamental human rights. This is out of Nebraska, where a Republican bill is trying to ban what they call gender-affirming care to people who are under 19 years old. Now, this Democratic state senator is halting all business in the chamber and filibustering or vowing a kind of obstruction set of tactics that work in Nebraska for the last three weeks, saying... She'll burn the session to the ground over this bill. During her filibuster, she has discussed everything from her favorite Girl Scout cookies to the plot of the movie Madagascar. If this legislature collectively decides that legislating hate against children is our priority, then I am going to make it painful, painful for everyone. Senator Michaela Kavanaugh has been filibustering for three weeks now, holding true to her threat to burn the legislative session to the ground by refusing any bill of vote until their anti-trans bills are removed from consideration. Kavanaugh has been fighting against a bill that would stop trans students from using bathrooms and locker rooms that align with their gender identity, and another that would bar trans children from receiving gender-affirming care in the state of Nebraska. 
This woman is a hero because with Christian Republicans seeking to make the LGBTQ plus community go back to hiding in the closet, there are an estimated 58% of trans youth considering committing suicide and one out of five have at least tried once. So if elected officials were more like Kavanaugh and gave a shit about children, they would want to provide a safe place for every child to express themselves however they want to and make sure that there aren't more children at risk. But it's not about that for the Christian Reich. What it's about for these Republicans who introduce these bills is that every girl grow up to be pretty, smart enough to clean a home, and wanting nothing more than to have lots and lots of children. And for the boys, why they just have to evolve into hyper-masculine versions of themselves, just like their fathers, because we all know that women want nothing more than to be owned and controlled by a man's man. And who knows more about being a man than the mad haystack on his head wearing ex-presidente himself, who recently proved to everyone that he's still got it, at least when it comes to marketing. I'm talking about the most recent publicity stunt pulled by the often hilariously imitated Cheeto J. Puff. Developing news, former President Donald Trump is claiming in a post on his social media platform that he will be arrested Tuesday. He called the Manhattan District Attorney's Office highly political. Trump wrote in part, quote, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. The former president also told his supporters, quote, protest, take our nation back. This got everyone in a frenzy. No one knew if there was a magic eight ball involved or maybe a call to Miss Cleo prior to this Nostradamus size prediction. But every single media outlet decided to cash in on some of that TMZ style reporting because it was all anyone was talking about. Was there going to be a sequel to January 6th when all the Scooby Coo impotent maggots descended on Manhattan? Taking no chances, barricades were erected in front of the Manhattan District Court and the DA's office sent out a don't worry, we got this memo to everyone working at the DA's office because now that the quarter pounder with cheese put out a call to arms, the dollar menu militia, they were making all kinds of threats to all kinds of people. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, the worst Kevin teamed up with the former Ohio State wrestling coach who was totally okay with the team doctor molesting members of the wrestling team and now heads the newly made up House Committee on the Weaponization of Government, Mr. Jim Jordan, to announce that, yeah, they're weaponizing the government. Roll clip. Let me read you Kevin McCarthy's tweet. D.A. Bragg has, quote, different rules for political opponents. Republicans stopped the radical D.C. crime law, and we will investigate any use of federal funds that are used to facilitate the perversion of the justice, the perversion of justice by Soros-backed D.A.s across the country. President Trump announced he was going to run for president again, and suddenly here they go. Now they're coming after him for some alleged bookkeeping error. You've got to be kidding me. So uh, we, we, we want to know what kind of federal involvement may have may have taken place. OK, um, I think now would be a good time to give you the long and short of what's happening. Once upon a time in 2006, a porn star named Stormy Daniels and a fake billionaire 
with a toadstool for a dick met at a golf tournament in Nevada. And for reasons still unknown, Stormy and the tiny button shroom dick had sex. Fast forward six years and Stormy Daniels decides to let the National Enquirer know that she wants to tell everyone waiting at the grocery store checkout about her brief encounter with Cheetos Puff. And suddenly, Dumpster's discount goodfella Michael Cohen offers Stormy Daniels $130,000 for the rights to her story and her autograph on an NDA so she won't talk about it. Nine days after that... Cohen wires money to Stormy Daniels. And while totally not looking suspicious, Cohen waits another seven days after Hair Farce One is inaugurated in front of what some have called the smallest crowd to ever have gathered. He asks for reimbursement from the Trump organization on that payment to Stormy Daniels. Now, this is where it kind of gets funny. Not that we haven't been laughing, but... In February of 2018, Cohen admits to paying off Stormy Daniels, but vehemently denies that he was reimbursed by the Trump campaign. And then, just six months later, Cohen pleads guilty to campaign violations regarding, among other things, the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels, telling the federal court that Donnie used his tiny little hands to direct Cohen to make that payment to Stormy Daniels and he would get paid back, which is exactly what happened. So if you watch Fox, you're probably thinking, who cares? Guys pay off women to sleep with them all the time. And besides, that's not a crime. And to that misogynist smothered word salad, I present to you New York state law. See, in the Big Apple, it's illegal to falsify business records. Now, what's that got to do with anything you might ask? Well, Back in the long-ago time of 2017, Cohen submitted fake invoices marked retainer agreement, which were actually requests for reimbursement for paying off Stormy Daniels to the Trump campaign. And to make sure that there was a paper trail leading right back to the Circus Peanut, who at the time was a newly elected president Circus Peanut, This bloated clown personally signed a series of checks Cohen received as reimbursement because nothing says I did it like signing your name with a Sharpie. So now I've done the investigating that Jim Jordan wanted to do so he could stop weaponizing the government, right? (laughs) Well, since that's not going to happen, let's recap what did happen on Tuesday with the whole protest and arrest thingy. Interestingly enough, we bring you this live shot here. We know the uh, former president has called for for protests in a peaceful manner. Um, Many Republicans push back on that. But interestingly enough, it's the opposite side that's outside protesting now, saying insurrection, TikTok time's up. No one is above the law. Trump is guilty. Again, many supporting the possible indictment of former President Trump. (laughs) Oh, it never turns out the way you think it will, does it? (laughs) 
I wonder why those insurrection or die maggots decided to sit this opportunity to peacefully smear their shit onto something. Why wouldn't they show up? I mean, isn't this kind of their thing? Waving their angry fists, draping an American flag made in China over their shoulders, fighting for the right for a fake billionaire to evade being held responsible for breaking the law? What would have possibly been so important that they would miss out on such an event. Hmm. It's interesting because they have a conspiracy theory that this is all just a trap. InfoWars contributor, for instance, uh, Paul Joseph Watson, polled 1,850 Truth Social users with the question, is the potential protest against Trump being arrested a January 6th style trap to which 85% of respondents voted yes. QAnon influencer, QAnon influencer, Ghost Ezra, real name Robert Smart, also suggested that any protest over Trump's uh, this week would be teaming with federal agents. <laughs> you know, I think old Yeller just fucked around with the poorly educated and found out what happens when stupid people start questioning everything. However, even stupid wasn't enough to make the Orange Mussolini's maggot army brave enough to risk being held accountable for their conspiracy-fueled outbursts. <laughs> because when it came down to it, y'all kind of decided. It's definitely a no for me, dog. And you know what? They didn't miss out on much because Tuesday came and went and no arrest. Just another big lie told by the biggest liar. But... <laughs> Over on Fox, there was an endless amount of pearl clutching happening. The old Soviet phrase, show me the man, I'll find the crime, is alive and well in liberal New York. They better not put my president in prison. This is an unprecedented way to stop the frontrunner for the 2024 Republican nomination. Anybody not named Donald Trump, this doesn't happen to them. What's an average citizen? What, what chance do they stand against this? They're trying to trigger another January 6th. Yep. Oh, we're going to get Trump in Manhattan. Where are the charges against George W. Bush for invading Iraq under false pretenses? I have never seen a greater abuse of prosecutorial discretion. Yeah, it's going to blow up our country, and this is a bunch of BS. It's pure Bolshevik-style witch huntery. People in America don't care about this. There's no proof Trump slept with Stormy. There's no baby. That last bastion of hair grease you heard talking was Fox host and only child to very ashamed parents, Jesse Waters, who actually said, because there was no baby, there's no proof Stormy Daniels and Donnie played hide the tiny toadstool dick. Well, I've got news for this father of three. Having sex doesn't always result in fertilization, but hey, if you want to casually admit on air that between two wives, you've only had sex three times, by all means, go right ahead. That is some funny shit, and I will never turn down a good joke. And apparently, neither does Manhattan's DA Alvin Bragg, because while some made the bold move to cast another prediction that the pussy grabber would be indicted on Wednesday, and that whole Tuesday thing wasn't really going to be a thing because nobody knew it was a thing, but nobody knew it wasn't a thing, and Mr. Bragg just pulled an M. Night Shyamalan-level twist, Mwah. blew it out of the water. 
Donald Trump is ready for a public perp walk, but Jonathan Dean's reporting that the grand jury is not meeting today. They were scheduled to meet to weigh potential charges against the former president, but sources tell ABC News that won't happen now until at least tomorrow. Two sources familiar with the matter tell NBC News the Manhattan District Attorney told them to stay home and to be on standby for tomorrow. And with that, the ongoing series to arrest a president came to a very unsatisfying end because not only was the Mad Orange not going to be filmed doing a perp walk, smiling for the cameras like he has allegedly been practicing for the last week, but this was the most nothing story that we have heard in a long time. And unfortunately, it gets worse because thanks to the media picking up and running with this fat bastard's prediction, the fake billionaire was able to net $1.5 million in less than a week's time. Because like I said at the beginning of this story, the announcement, the press coverage, it was all actually free advertising for a donation drive that this cheap bastard was planning, and it worked out like a $1.5 million charm from a New England curiosity shop that I'm pretty sure is owned by the devil. And one last thing. While Marilardo was cashing in on his latest big lie, for some reason, the Republicans speaking out against the idea of arresting a man who broke New York state law introduced a level of anti-Semitic cringe on the attacks on the Manhattan DA that I think we need to talk about. Roll tape. Former president continues to hammer away at the DA in increasingly personal terms. Just since we've been on the air, he posted on his social media platform calling DA Alvin Bragg a Soros backed hmm. animal on Truth Social. Some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA. A Soros prosecutor. This prosecutor, Alan Bragg, is, is from George Soros' side. Listening to his master, George Soros. George Soros. Mr. Soros. Alvin Bragg, in particular, is the most radical DA you can ultimately get to. George Soros funded him over a million dollars. For those of you in the back, George Soros is a Holocaust survivor who has spent a great deal of his own personal wealth supporting progressive political movements around the world because anyone who has lived through a Nazi concentration camp would know that that would be the bare minimum effort you could do to make sure that another Hitler doesn't rise to power. But for the Christian Reich of the Republican Party, George Soros is a punching bag to remind their anti-Semitic base that Jews are controlling the entire world with their money. Republicans have blamed George Soros for funding Black Lives Matter, demonstrators who protested Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearings and George Floyd's death, while also funding caravans of migrants from Mexico and Ukraine's fight against Russia. And that claim that the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg got a million dollars from George Soros? Yeah, the lie detector determined that that was a lie. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is not a Soros DA or a Soros-backed DA, not by any stretch. The only thing linking Soros and Bragg is a pack called Color of Change, which got a million dollars from Soros during Bragg's primary campaign in 2021. The pack endorsed Bragg and spent money urging voters to back him, but they never donated to Bragg directly. 
So if I could give you some unsolicited advice, it's a huge tell to me when a group of white Christians are attacking a Jewish Holocaust survivor because a black Manhattan DA is seeking to bring a white fake billionaire to justice for breaking the law in New York. Because when they tell you who they are, you should believe them the first time. And that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday. And please follow us on social media to keep up with our latest posts. Uh, you can listen to us on Audible, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, Google and Samsung Podcast, or basically anywhere you listen. And thank you so much for doing so. Tadur for now.